Welcome back, beautiful souls, to our 17th episode of Spirituality with Kayun. Firstly, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast and for your valuable feedback. It does feel very encouraging to know that you resonate with these talks and that they're benefiting you in some ways. I really appreciate you taking the time to reach out so that we can learn and further grow together on this journey. Many of you have expressed how much you were able to relate to last week's sharing on love. It was by far the most comments I received for one episode. And the one question that many of you raised was, how is it possible to love without attachment? And the truth is, it's not easy at all. I'll try my best to explain more today. As I've mentioned last week, this talk will be about a higher form of love or the highest form of love. The yogis call this divine love or spiritual love. Unlike the love that I talked about in the last episode, which was material, this one is eternal. For a while, I gave up on material relationships material as in temporary or relationships in this material world. Everything in this world has an expiration date, including us. So all our relationships thus also have an expiration date. Even perfect marriages will have to end one day when one partner leaves this world first. I know this sounds quite depressing, but it's the truth. And this is exactly why we're taught the concept of non-attachment or in Sanskrit, Vairagya. As many of you have shared, non-attachment is indeed very difficult. What we first need to understand is that life is a suffering, simply because we have to experience old age, disease, and death. If we attach ourselves to anything too much, we will eventually suffer in this world of duality. Some of you might not have heard of this term, duality. What it means is that everything in this world has two sides. Where there's good, there'll be bad. Where there's success, there'll be failure. Where there's gain, there'll be loss. Hot and cold, up and down, left and right, happiness and suffering. So where there's pleasure, there'll be pain. And where there's birth, there'll be death. We suffer when people or things that we are attached to leave us or change. The stronger and more intense our attachments are, the greater our pain will be. If we can lessen or remove our attachments entirely, then we can liberate ourselves and become free. Learning how to accept duality as well as knowing that all things shall pass, whether good or bad, not only can help us become happier, but also can help us practice loving without attachment. Whenever I talk about Vairagya or non-attachment, I would receive comments on how this would make us unemotional or indifferent or, or cold-hearted. But actually, when we are attached to people, that is in real love. To practice Vairagya means to act without selfish desires. In this selfless state, we only want happiness for others. So I gave up on material love because I felt so much suffering. Either I was going through pain or the other person was, and I didn't see a point of it. At the same time, I totally started to understand why people give up on relationships, why they renounce, and why they move into a temple, monastery, or an ashram. There's just so much less 
quote unquote unnecessary stress to deal with. These renunciates or people who renounce seem to be happy or very content, I should say. I remember once hearing a story about a monk who, when crossing the borders, was asked by an immigration officer if he was missing anything in life. And you know what he answered? Yes. Problems. Jokingly, of course. I mean, everyone in this world have problems, but I'm sure there was some truth to it. At one point, I myself thought about renouncing. My best friends thought I was simply nuts, and of course, my mother was the first to ban the idea. Asian moms have this goal of watching their daughters marry well, becoming a grandmother, and then announcing it to all their friends and relatives. After all, it is the topic for discussion during dim sum and holiday gatherings. Disregarding her desires, though, I continue contemplating on becoming a female monk. For a brief moment at least. I remember whenever I was approached or if a friend was trying to set me up on a date, I would literally say, I'm renouncing. Most people didn't believe me, and as much as I felt disconnected to Maya or this material world, deep inside, I knew I wasn't ready to give it up. But going back to the question, if monks miss anything in life, the answer could really be no, because they found something beyond material love. People on the spiritual path have a practice of cultivating a relationship with something beyond. This could be love for nature, love for the universe, love for our inner self, love for the divine in all beings, love for a higher power. Or if we have a particular faith, it could be our love for God. The teachings say that only this kind of love which we call spiritual or divine, is eternal. Unlike human love, which is a lot about taking and needing, divine love is all about giving and wanting what's best for others. It is a pure, unselfish, humble, and unconditional type of love that transcends all material affairs. Swami Shivananda, who was a great yoga master, said, There is not a bit of bargaining or expectation of anything here. This higher feeling is indescribable in words. When we understand universal love, we start to see everyone and everything as the embodiments of love. At its essence, it connects us with all and helps us recognize the unity with all. Which brings us back to our universal purpose that I spoke about in episode 15. Paramahamsa Yogananda, one of the foremost spiritual figures of modern times, said, Feel the love of God. Then in every person you will see the face of the Father, the lights of love which is in all. You will find a magic living relationship uniting the trees, the skies, the stars, all people and all living things, and you will feel a oneness with them. This is the code of divine love. So this sweet practice of spiritual love and devotion softens our heart. Life becomes beautiful when the divine is reestablished within us. The more we are in touch with our inner divine presence, the more easily we will recognize it in others as well. 
Thank you all for listening. If you have any sharing questions or comments, I would love to hear your thoughts. Find me on Instagram, kyun underscore. Have a great morning or evening wherever you are. The lights within me bow to the divine lights within you. Namaste, everyone. Namaste, everyone.